Hi there. Welcome back to the Christopher Governator Show. I was just thinking about how mad gets. We should start, uh, I mean, well, why the fuck is he still in office? He, is, he was charged with child sex trafficking, for fuck's sake. The wrong is, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> That's a good opener, too. Uh, I'm going to start doing a minute of comedy every day. Okay. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you people? What the actual fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Fuck. It's wrong with you people. Okay. Anyway. Something like that. Oh, so I'm developing these characters in my one minute, daily one minute, and I'm also uh, sending it to like, or tagging in Daily Wildcats. Shout out to KMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona, and also to our brethren on the res next door, which used to. This all, I'm on colonizer stolen property. And uh, I'll be the first to bequeath mine back to the Tone Autumn Nation. For the records. Although I hope the problem with, the problem with uh, bequeathing anything or having, any, having a will is that people will knock you off. Go with that. So I hope none of my brothers. Or sisters on the reds knocked me off. I don't think they would. It's, can't be too sure about anyone on the planet. Exactly. Well, maybe, maybe indigenous people. Indigenous people are going to save the planet. Mark my words. That's what the Bible meant when it said. That's what the Bible meant when it said. Um, okay, um, I'm just going to write that down. Okay. Statement. Anyway, so, still there. Yes, you are. Great. Good for you. Okay, what we're going to do is uh, listen to some Michael Cohen's more about the exposed dirty secrets of the, of the um, GOP. That's the only thing you can do. 
So it completely changes the dynamic of a politics that was a civil society that existed in America that people would disagree, they would agree to disagree, they would accept that they're not going to get everything they want, and you could move forward to a greater good. And that pretty much is what existed um, throughout this country. I mean, we had bad moments, but since 1860 anyway. Um, and that good faith is now being destroyed by the Republican Party. And it's extraordinarily toxic. And it's extraordinarily toxic. For these Republicans, many of whom I helped elect, to go out and say the simple words, congratulations, Mr. President-elect Joe Biden, you won. You know, four days after the election, when it was completely clear <clears throat> yeah. that Biden had won oh. without a shadow of a doubt. Hold on. It's not a hot... Um. All right, let's go for a bike ride. I'm daring to defend democracy. I mean, you think about, you know, our parents and grandparents. You're not being asked to charge a beach. You don't have to take a machine. <laughs> you just have to get your comm shop and say, who won the presidential election? And they couldn't do that. And what they said was, well, this doesn't, we're just humoring Trump. It doesn't matter. But it did matter, because now yeah. we're in a situation where some oh large God. percentage of the country doesn't believe that Joe Biden is an elected, legally elected president. This is uh, 45 minutes into Mayor Colpott's podcast. Done. Exactly. What, what Trump has done is you know, he's now made it so that whatever the press says, anybody what says... What the fuck? Get out of there, bitches. He's saying needs to be considered suspect. And he got that playbook from Putin. Right? Putin is really the master. Donald is just a you know, second-rate student. Because what is, what is Putin doing here right now in the Ukraine? Right? We're talking about Nazism and right, the be a good of it. Cartoon. Anybody who knows anything about the Ukraine will remember that in 1972, 1973, there was a rise and you know in anti-Semitism during those days. And Putin was a study, unlike Trump, who doesn't read shit. Putin's huh. a study of history, which is why he chose why he chose Nazism in order to bring yeah. this this bullshit war of his, right? Which is really only for oil. From what I understand, there's like 60 billion barrels of oil in the Donbass region, which is what he wants. And that's really what this is all about. But in 1972-73, it was a mass exodus of Jews out of the Ukraine. Why? Because they didn't want them there. So what's Putin doing? He's taking an issue of 50 years. 50 years. 
years ago, you would not have had a Zelensky as the president of the country. And not to mention, I know many people that were living in the Ukraine, some of whom you know, were involved in the U.S. American Chamber of Commerce. You know, then there was the U.S. There was the Ukrainian Israeli Chamber of Commerce. I mean, you know, tr- there were there. You know, it's not the same Ukraine from 50 years ago. But what Putin very intelligently is doing, he took history and he's trying to resurrect history in this negative light in order to justify these grotesque, you know, actions that he's taking right now, which are just, you know, really disgusting. But Stuart, let me ask you to jump into this for a quick second. While the GOP is foisting this poison upon America, we must deal with the fact that close to 80 million Americans voted for this kind of political paradigm. Is it possible that tens of millions of voters yeah, want we need this to shut kind down of American democracy, or is there something else that's going on here Break up the that corporate makes this media kind monopoly. of rhetoric and politics obvious. popular with a broad swath They're destroying of the us with their right-wing Nazism. What do we need to do to change their minds? Yeah, that, that, that's a, a Shut down Fox. That's what you need to do. Name them as co-conspirators. Again, this is where I fault the Republican Party, Michael, because a lot of people may have thought, okay, Donald Trump is like this weird guy, there's something about him, I don't know. But then they have their U.S. Senator, your Republican, who supports him. And you, you like that person. They seem perfectly normal. You know, Olympia Snow seems normal. And so she's going to support Donald Trump. So you buy into that. They become gatekeepers into this. Um, it's like, I don't really know this person, but then if someone you know says, well, I know this person, it's okay, it's not as bad as it seems, that gives you credibility to believe this. So, I think that they're on the hopeful side here, right? Because ultimately, the Republican Party is a white party. 85% of Donald Trump's coalition was white, okay? The country's 57% white. Of those Americans who are 15 years and under, the majority are not. Almost all of them. The odds are really 13%. good that they're going to still be not. None white. In the latest census, only one out of ten of the new Americans was white. And Republicans Neocon Latinos who have been brainwashed into hating their own kind. With the Lincoln Project, the Union, all of this, is to try to hold on to what we have to be able to pass it on. Because there is this demographic tide that's coming into the country. And uh, all the Stephen Millers in the world are not going to stop that. And Republicans know this. There was this tragic divide that Republicans What? Move up the trial on Steve Bannon. Get that motherfucker back in prison. Eisenhower, they got 45%. So we fell off this cliff at 7%, and it never came back. Shut down, shut down hate speech, like uh, Breitbart News. Ask itself the hard questions of why is it that we can't appeal to more non-white folks? Fox. What is our failure? And at least in the Bush world, that one was Tax the church. This was a failure. I mean, Ken Bellman went before the NAACP in 2005 and apologized for the Southern strategy. Does that matter? I think it matters, yes. But we never did the policy work that would question why is it republicans can't appeal to non-white votes so when trump we 
just gave up and we just embraced that. And Trump was able to appeal to this white grievance of politics. So Ask Trump under oath if he really I'm thinks that the BLM did it. And it's Antifa. If we can just hold the line here until I think it's going to probably. When is, a, when is a Republican Party going to nominate someone who will assert that Donald Trump lost the legal election? That certainly isn't going to happen in 24. Well, it's happening now, really like the head of our the Republican candidate, Carrie Lake, is talking about here. overturning 2020 yeah, we election to results we have to. if she were yeah, governor. Democracy, I mean, democracies don't die, modern democracies, in violent coups. They die the By the way, here's a note to self. And they die in the court. And that's what happened in Hungary. Call for... Uh, and the is, Attorney General I mean, of Arizona to look into her claims that she would overturn those results as sedition. And disqualify her from the race. Under the 14th Amendment. Holy shit, I gotta run marathon? Like, where do I start? And I think that we have to not let that let of the challenge that has to motivate us not paralyze. I think it's more than that, though, Stuart. It's more than just what one person do. They've already seen the damage that happens to people who are trying yes. to do. And, like, yeah, myself, you're right. And instead of wanting to join and wanting to do it and put yourself out there, as I do on a daily basis, sometimes they'd rather just become ghosts, you know, stick their head into the sand and pray that when they take their head out of the sand, like an ostrich, that everything will be back to normal. But then we've lost, as far as I'm concerned, we've lost that, that sense of normalcy. I don't think after Donald Trump with these 80 million people or so that have voted for him, even if... 40 million 74 million Trump supporters. I think it's going to be very difficult to go back to normalcy. But I want to ask you this because you sparked something in my in my head there for a second. Because you've long held that January 6th was not an isolated instance of mass rage instigated by former President Trump, but rather the first shot fired in a larger autocratic movement within this nation. And I truly believe that. Yeah, I talk about it a lot. The coordinated effort to pass scores of anti-democratic voting measures did not happen overnight. This was all planned and set loose. So if you would, discuss with me how Trump fits into all of this. I mean, was he the creator and instigator of this autocratic moment? Or were there folks behind the scenes pushing for this change and found in Trump the imperfect vessel to deliver this autocratic future that truthfully I don't want. All the descendants yeah, the of, what, of plantations Look, uh, and slave owners. I think realizes exactly what the Prussian aristocracy realized. They had lost Confederate sympathizers. Terrorist sympathizers, basically.
character counts thing went away. So I think they saw Trump as someone, I think the McConnells of the world saw Trump as someone that they could use and control. No, she's and with that them. Never and, you know, on January 6th, when McConnell and his colleagues are running for their lives, they maybe had that sense. Descendants of murderers. Emmett Dill's murderers. They just and found it. Um, they just found a, so, uh, the thing is, arrest warrant in the Emmett Till case. <laughs> it is very difficult to unwind. Well, white lady, she was and part of it. That is really the difference now. Republican Party has become well, really, too. pretty much officially a white grievance party. And yeah. Your like tolerance for white supremacists. Well, it's white and privilege. And it's white, white privilege, terrorists. Right? Yeah. Status quo party. And, and it, 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 um, it is a sense of we can't change what America is becoming, therefore, we can change how Americans vote. So but vote suppression, which they, they should also be charged with. And the GOP systematic vote suppression. Mountain of evidence. But at the heart of this, this is not a Bakunish movement. You have all the pieces of political autocracy. You have a, a large propaganda wing. You have the embrace of a major political party. You have a huge finance. Hey, dude, what's up with their truck in the way? you can call upon when needed and those are the ingredients that you well, need you one. And, but you missed one and that's to take away people's first amendment rights like what they tried yeah. to do a couple of that on Twitter but you know Stuart as we're as we're winding down the hour I'm going to find great and I have one last question I want to shift gears I talked to you again about Russia Because there is a virulent strain of pro-Putin politicians that exists within the GOP. Absolutely. Now you have, yeah, you have linked the states of Republicans voicing support for Putin and his larger agenda with the larger pro-autocracy movement within the United States. Now it connects with CPAC holding its conference in Hungary. And this Thank idea you. voiced by the likes of Madison Cawthorn that Putin is the bulwark against the larger woke liberal elite trying to tear down traditional white Christian values. That he is this last stand against the scourge of modern, you know, modern thought process. If you would, actually, uh, um, he actually uh, demonized the peace movement, civil rights movement. Um, there are no minorities that are in power. When is the last time you looked at a and know, ethnically diverse power instructed group? Instructed in, uh, uh, the police to attack have. journalists. Two hundred journalists were attacked. This is the world that they want. And you know when they, I, I say they look at Putin as this white Christian nationalist. And people go, well, you really think you know Putin's a, a Christian? I go, have you ever heard of Donald Trump? Do you really think Donald Trump is a Christian? And <laughs> It is a world in a which Christian in name only, a kino. So Putin creates this world through this power of this fascist state. 
And that is exactly what someone like Ron DeSantis is trying to do in Florida. So it's going to be uh, an effort that education is dangerous. Higher education is like a gateway drug to socialism. <laughs> which I just find insane every time I look at, you know, I go to the Ole Miss Alabama game. It doesn't seem like a you know, gateway path to socialism. Um, but that's knowledge is dangerous. Books are dangerous, and that is book burning. The world they want to live Nazi in. Nazi tax, tech. So it's incredibly attractive to them. And the stent is something you don't have to put up with. You don't have to stick it. But look at what Ron DeSantis tried to do in this anti-demonstration uh, bill that he, he passed. So that's the model. And why is CPAC going to Hungary? They really want to be like Hungary. Um, because because it's the same David Boston bullshit exactly. when he was trying to sell to Donald, you know, the you know, the, the top line, you know, where he was going. going to you know win the straw poll whatever the hell it is that they have there at CPAC but you know one of the other things that the Republicans have become so good at right and that's taking again these these things that are on your minds that don't really seem right and then they blow it, they blow it up, and then they, they change its meaning, they rewrite as they try to do continuously, rewrite history, like, um, you know, I... Engaged in a conversation the other day, and I'll be real brief onto it, where they were talking about all of these assets that are being taken by these alleged Russian oligarchs. And I stand at this point, I don't believe that the United States is right or any of the other countries to just seize their assets. You know, we have laws in this country, right? You, what, would you, what would you say if they showed up, they said you were... ...a Russian oligarch, and they took your house. I don't care how much money you worth. Fine, Elon Musk is a Russian asset. Go take his assets if he had a house. Go take... Zuckerberg's assets. He's a Russian asset. You know, there's a court of law that should, and there are rules that they should be following instead of, yeah, and then there's people like, yeah, fuck them, they're making billions.
years. They live this incredible life with 400-foot yachts and 30 homes and 800 cars. Okay, right? There are people here in America that do the same thing, but we're not going there and just taking their assets. And I think that the way that the governments, not just the United States, but all around the world are treating it, is wrong. I think what you have to do is show that it's Putin's money. You can't just say it. And I haven't seen a single shred of evidence that said that says that it is. And so, what did the Republicans do? They jumped. This is Midas touch, by the way. Three hundred eighty-five cases for fundraising purposes. Anything that they can do that's contrarian to what Democrats are doing or saying, they jump right on, and they seem to be winning this. This voice this competition of who has the louder and the that stronger the voice on the opinions, despite the fact that what most of them are saying are absolute lies. Yeah, I, look, I think all the years I worked in the Republican Party and pointed out flaws in the Democratic Party, now I'm kind of on the other side. But it is much easier for Republicans to come up with a unified message because their audience is more homogeneous. Yes. So when you're appealing, to, it's like you're going to put on a concert and you're only going to invite like heavy metal fans. And that's 85% of your market. The Democrats over here, they got to do heavy metal. They got to do jazz. They have their classical. And it's harder to do that. It's harder to come up with a message that will unify this. Now, ultimately, that diversity is a strength because it is more like the country. And it is more like what the country is becoming. But it is much more difficult. For Democrats, you know, people say, why well, aren't there three parties? I really think there are three parties in America. There's two inside the Democratic Party. We call it like the Biden wing and the Bernie Sanders wing. And I think how that plays out is really going to determine whether or not they're going to be able to lead the country. Um, and they need a generation of aggressive, younger Democrats who can appeal to uh, across the spectrum. And that, that's going to be the test. Um, Governor of Colorado is, is a good example. You're like me, if you share my shit. Talking to Santa's. Folks. Um, that, that's what they need. Um, and I hope to God they can, they can come up with it. And that's why, again, here on Mayor Colbert, we're trying to create this into a movement. So, again, I implore everybody to get out there, listen to what Stuart's saying. The guy knows better than all of us. You got to get out and you got to vote. And you got to vote with your, you know, with your conscience. You got to vote for, you know, who's who's going to help to bring America. Yeah, and you right also got to run for office, you know, and you got to support people like me who are trying to run for office.
Run for office, young people.
<laughs> Looks like they already uh, might have touched. Might have. Can never. I can never um, edit my posts now because everybody uh, is uh, deleting my comments. Okay, anyway, see ya.